0: Welcome back, friends. It's the Scott and Donna Show. You're Donna.
1: Hey, and you're Scott. I'm so glad to be here with you today. I'm glad they lifted that restraining order so we could at least get closer together.
0: i got something I want you to hear.
1: Oh, excellent. I can't wait. And
0: I want you to guess what it is, okay?
1: Okay, well, and since I'm in a different state and we're using Skype yet again, I, I can't wait. This is a surprise. Go you ahead. You'll have
0: to guess with specificity. All oh, right? great. Okay, so I, can I can do that. I can
1: do that. It's a harmonica.
0: Yeah, it's a harmonica. No, no kidding.
1: Okay, well that you but said yes, but what kind of is. a
0: harmonica is it?
1: What kind of harmonica is it? Yeah, are where, you what, kidding me? Where
0: was I last night?
1: You were at the Bob Dylan concert. It's
0: the Bob Dylan Signature Series harmonica.
1: Oh my gosh! Well, I am so proud of you. Play a little bit for us. Other than what you just did.
0: Um, I don't know that- how to play the harmonica.
1: Oh, well, I'm sure that given a few days, you will know how.
0: But, you know, with my loving Bob Dylan the way I do, the harmonica has his name on it, so I bought it.
1: Oh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you, bit. Well, I'm so glad you got to go to that concert, and you were on the front row, weren't you?
0: The very front row. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Oh, actually, I was. You were going to ask me. I think you announced last week that we were going to have an asshole alert. So I'll save it till then to tell you about the guy behind me.
1: No, Go ahead and tell us now. (laughs) Go ahead and tell now, since we are on the subject. Well, and if there was a guy behind you that was annoying you, I want to hear about it.
0: You know, one of the nice things about you know, I'm I'm a pretty pretty short guy. Um. And so I'm always, I like to be down front of concerts like, like the next guy does, but, but geez, you know, I'm never at the very front, so I'm always having to stand on my tiptoes to see anything on stage, and you know, when, you're, when you're a short person, that's what, that's what life is like. So it was so nice last night to have a, a front row reserved ticket. So I could just be there on the front row. Nobody is in front of me. You know, w- what a what a relaxing and serene experience it is. And, well, I'll talk about Bob Dylan in a few minutes and how I feel okay. about him. So, you know, I get there, and uh, we're all standing. This is the floor section, and everybody in the entire floor section is standing. Just And I just stand. I just stand and listen because, to me, it's a musical experience. You know, I'm not... Drunk, I don't carry on or anything like that. I just stand stock still and listen. And after several songs, we're all standing now. Well, we're all standing except one group of people behind me. Somebody taps me on the shoulder, and I I didn't turn around at first because I didn't even know anybody there. I I was out of town.
1: And you're not very friendly, so.
0: (laughs) Right, I'm an asshole. So um, eventually I thought, well, you know, it was a pretty firm tap, so they must have intended. So anyway, I turned around, and there's a guy sitting down with with a look on his face of superiority and uh, scorn. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he says, as if he's in a position to tell me what to do. You, you know what I mean, how some people yes, just have that attitude. He said, why don't you sit down?
1: Now, was he a big guy?
0: N- n- no, I mean, he was a regular guy.
1: Well, you couldn't tell because he was seated.
0: Yeah, but, but he was a regular guy, and you know, he was a middle-aged man. You know, this it, it wasn't some drunken jerk. I mean, he was he was a jerk. He just... Wasn't drunk. Yeah, so everybody <laughs> in the entire section standing but him, and he has this attitude about me standing. So I said, because my reaction, my, my knee-jerk reaction to anybody around me is going to be one of courtesy, so I, I said I said, well, sure. And then I began to sit down, and then I thought about that, and I thought, that's really not fair to me. Um, so I, I, I actually spoke to him. Most people would have probably yelled at him or told him to go screw himself. You know how it is. But I you know, leaned back there, and I said, listen, I really want to stand um, because I want to be able to see – uh, you know, the full length i like to be able to see the whole stage And I really just want to stand and enjoy the show And I hope that's okay with you That's what I said to him
2: mm-hmm.
0: And his, his he didn't say anything But he had, he had, you know, a nasty You know, the look on his face said it all it was like you know he was he was saying to me you are a you know complete and total jerk you know to stand here while i'm sitting and i looked around and you know everybody in the entire place was standing but him and i thought how can i win
3: did
1: he you have know, a disability or something I, uh,
0: there, was mean, no, there was no there was no apparent did. disability but um i mean he, he if there was a disability um, he'd come up, sit beside me. I had the seat next to me too. Ah, so, you that's know, what you should
1: have done. not him a, to sit by you. I didn't
0: want to sit by him. But the the point is that I have had every concert experience that can be had because I'm constantly going to them, and here I am on the front row in a reserve seat, just standing there quietly listening to the music, and it's still not good enough for somebody.
1: Well, you know what, Scott? I have to tell you that every time that I have been to a concert and I bought a seat at a concert, and someone was standing in front of me, I was annoyed by that too. Because you bought a seat, and I don't understand why people stand up. Maybe I'm just getting old, but I don't understand the whole stand-up thing in a concert.
0: Oh well, you know, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I'm all I'm all for sitting. I'm all I'm I'm all for it because we can. If everybody's sitting, we can all see. And later on in the show. Everybody, sat everybody sat down, and I sat down with them. I, mean, I would never be one of those people who just stands up, um, you know, heedless of your line of vision or anything like that. Everybody sat down, I sat down with them. But it's just that we were all excited to see exactly. Bob. You right. know, he came on, and it's you know during the first three or four songs, and we're all naturally standing. You know, we're okay. all there to see it, and and all, I just didn't really think that he should have said anything to me when he could i mean everybody i'm sure he's taller than me even though he was sitting down i can pretty much guarantee he's taller than me all he need to do is stand, stand up, up. <laughs> and he, he could see everything I, he's not in his living room he's in a public place and there are other people there now if i was in his living room that'd be different if i was okay. in his living room and i stood in front of his chair to watch watch tv and he said something to me there i'd, I'd realize that i was the problem in that situation
1: well were there people sitting beside him or standing beside him do you yeah, remember Yeah
0: standing right beside him he was there okay. like so maybe he was the with lone his lone
3: wolf sitting with down his,
0: Yeah well maybe him and his wife or you know whoever was right there with him but yeah he was the lone wolf he was the only one in the entire floor section or the upper sections for that matter who was who was sitting down So rather than him you know I criticize people for being sheep maybe I should say that's an admirable thing that he decided to strike out on his own, you know, on a um, you know uh, sitting um, thing. <laughs> but um, it
3: was a
1: sit-out.
0: Yeah, sit-in. But you know, for crying out loud, when you're the only one in the whole place sitting and you act as though we're all out of line, okay. I think a gunshot to the heads in order.
1: Well, I certainly hope that you didn't pop him upside the head or anything like that.
0: (laughs) Popped a cap in his ass.
1: Did you do that? God, I've been working on you with that. Now, the therapy's just not working, is it? You're popping a a cap in people's asses. You're going to have to stop that, Scott. You're not going to win friends and influence people that way.
0: Donna, the way you said that is so literal. When you pop a cap in somebody's ass, it's not actually in their ass. (laughs) Ass there is figurative.
1: I realize that. Here we go again. You know, Bigger if I'm going to beat literal. your
0: ass, I'm really not. I probably won't even touch your ass in the process. I'm going to beat would. every other part of you, though.
1: You would too. That's the first place you'd go. You'd go for that first. <laughs> go for the ass. I know you yeah. would. You're just kinky that way. <laughs> you would. <laughs>
0: if you beat somebody's okay. ass, you would really—I don't know. It seems like you get the worst of that.
1: Well, it depends. It depends on whether you're the uh, you're the underdog going in. You know. Well, listen. Speaking of. Uh, Speaking of uh, an event, and uh, which you obviously had an experience there with that guy, and it didn't make the news, thank goodness, because you didn't pop a cap in his ass or beat him up or anything like that, which I'm very proud of you for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I know that you can sometimes have a temper. And, I'll you know, kill a
0: man and, as soon as look at him.
1: Yes, I know that. So thank goodness that you know, you're know you getting over that, and the therapy seems to be working, and you didn't do that at the concert. So that's good, Scott. That's progress. Mm-hmm. That is progress, and I'm proud of you.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, if we can get them to lift the restraining order um, so that I can come back, that would be really great. <laughs> so so you don't pop one in mine.
0: I can't wait until you're back next week. But go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt you.
1: Well, thank you. I'm, I'm excited about being back, too. But, you know, it didn't make the news. And, you know, one of my beefs this week is the news. And being that, you know, that I am from the news that business. Was
0: a, that was a pretty awkward segue. But Did you like that? Go ahead. It was, and it, was it was, It was forced.
1: Hey, it was, no, I thought it came very naturally. I didn't plan that or anything. I didn't know you were going to tell this story. So
0: what I did didn't make the news. But speaking of news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: glad okay. you noticed. That was beautiful. Beautiful.
0: Speaking I mean, I bet nobody even noticed that we're now on a completely different topic. It was so smooth, you carried the audience right along with you.
1: Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. And are. I, I like we are. myself we're, in doing that.
0: We're all ears. Let's, let's talk about the news now.
1: Well, the news is bugging me. You know, we've, we're doing a little bit of a segment called, What's Bugging You? and
0: My whole is life a, is, is that segment.
1: Oh, gosh. Well, let me talk for a minute, and then we'll get back to you. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's, thank you. That's only fair. You just, just talked for just a minute. I just realized
0: that. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. You know, that's that's the way it goes. You have something on your mind, something on your chest. You need to get it off, and, you know, that's good, and you do that. But this is what's bothering me, and this has bothered me for a long time. But... You know, I am very annoyed with the news lately for two reasons. One, it's either shootings, death, uh, car accidents uh, in which someone dies, fires where someone got burned burned to death. Uh, uh, if it bleeds, it leads, which is something that we used to say in the, in, in the news business. They probably still say it. But um, I am really sick and tired of all the negativity and all the depressing news. I don't even. I don't even like to watch the news anymore
0: aren't because your, of, aren't your comments themselves negativity?
1: Yes, horribly mm-hmm. because it. You know, it's a trickle down thing. It really is, and I. I'm really looking for some positive news. Something that's um, of human interest. Something that's. You know, a lighter. Okay, maybe maybe I'm talking fluff. Maybe I'm talking fluff news. But the blood, gut, and gore is okay for Halloween, but I don't like it every single night on the news or every single morning when I'm watching the news.
0: How about this? How about about a news story on um, a little girl who grew a beautiful sunflower? Is that the kind of news you...
1: No, 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 no. That's not news. Hey, look, you could
0: change the news slogan to, if it has seeds, it leads.
1: Well, that's kind of cute, but... It's kind of tacky, but it's cute. It
0: makes no sense. Yeah,
1: it doesn't. I mean, but what why kind, would you do of, what would kind of good that?
0: news do you want to hear?
1: Well, what I would like to do is incorporate stories, you know, something that, that that is actually happening, but but twist it some so that at the end it's a you know it's a on a happier note.
0: Example, please. You For you have
1: example, one? oh, of course, okay. you know I do. Okay, there was a story, and I'm not sure if WMBF news in Myrtle Beach ran this or they just had it on their website, but it was about a guy who was selling drugs in a neighborhood. He was basically walking door to door selling pot.
0: That is a good story.
1: Now, no, that's not the good part. Oh, sorry. the The good part is this. They caught him. Um, one of the residents of the neighborhood lured this guy. They realized what he was doing. And, you know, the neighborhood, the neighbor, um, the residents of the neighborhood kind of got together and they lured him into, uh, the yard and to the house of an off duty police officer. And when this guy tried to sell the drugs to this police officer, they arrested him. So that's the good news. The, the good news is there was trouble in the neighborhood. The residents of that neighborhood band together to take care of this, and they figured out a way to catch this guy, and they did. And now he's at J. Ruben Long detention center. So that story is at least—I know it has to do with pot. and It has to do with you know marijuana, illegal drugs, that sort of thing. But the good news is they got the guy. You know they band together, they did something to um, to make their community safer, and now the guy's off the streets. So that to me is, is you know, I'd like that, that type of story interjected into all the other you know, nastiness that goes on
0: in the world. Well, I thought they ran stories like that. I mean, they're always, they're always showing the little convenience store robberies where, the, you know, the clerk beats the crap out of the guy who comes <laughs> in to rob the place.
1: Well, uh, occasionally they do that, Yes. But I I think, I guess my point is, I would really like to see more of that. I would like to see more human interest, some more stories where, you know, there's a hero at the end that, you know, that gives us hope. Stories that give us hope so that it's not all so negative and so, um, you know, depressing. Like I said, it's just... It's just gotten to a point where, come on. So here's a question. There are good. Find something good to put to put in the store. You know, the newscast.
0: All right, now I've got a question for you, but we're going to take a break right now. So we'll come right back with the Scott and Donna show.
1: This is Paul Trulev on Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com.
3: When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network and hear women talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try, Carolina Safari Jeep Tours.
0: Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention Hear Women Talk and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours.
3: See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife. Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina Safari Jeep Tour.
4: Hi, folks. This is private investigator Vicki Childs, host of The Vicki Childs Show on Hear Women Talk Radio. How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all of your keystrokes, or do you want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone. If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at abramsforensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at abramsforensics.com. That's abramsforensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on Hear Women Talk and use promo code A.
2: Hi, this is John Banks with the Zeus Radio Network and Hear Women Talk. Come join me on
0: Mondays from 2 to 3 p.m. with Bringing Man Out of the Cave. We're going to try to take an interesting look at the male-female dynamic as I try to give you answers as to why men do what they do. Come join me. On Mondays.
4: Hi, this is Kay Van Hoosen, founder of Hear Women Talk. Every Monday, you can return to love with Jen Ward and Genuine Healing. Jen is an empath, a healer, and an intuitive, and Jen will show you how to remove blockages, heal yourself, and feel love. That's Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk.
3: Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network.
0: Welcome back to the Scott and Donna Show. We were just talking about uh, the news, and uh, Donna is not satisfied with the, 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 the news programming these days because there's too much bad news on it, and she thinks there should be some good news. And, uh, hey, point well taken. Um, but I have a question for you on that, Donna.
1: Okay. Let's,
0: fire it. let's uh, use the 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 miners in, in Chile as an example. Let's
3: I mean, do. That, you
0: that was... That was uh, Probably for most people, a really uplifting story when they all came out of the mine. Yes. Now, one of the things that made that an uplifting story in the end was that it was a story at the outset when they were trapped in the mine. Correct. And for all that time. So, would you say that they should not have run the story to begin with? They should only run the story when they come out of the mine?
1: No. I think they should have run the story when they ran it because the people, uh, the miners were not dead. Okay. And it was something that, that was an ongoing story. That was something that we could follow, something that gave us hope. There was hope all along that these miners were going to be rescued. Okay,
0: and there's my point. If they ran the story to begin with, which, I mean, obviously they did, when they ran the story to begin with, all the miners could have ended up dying. There could have been a cave-in, and every one of them dies.
4: That
1: would have been horrible.
0: That would have been horrible. But would you say would you say then, well, I'm still glad they ran it?
1: Because, well, yeah. you know,
0: it got, it got our hopes up and then um, crushed our hopes in the end. Yeah, it's a little, little tricky there.
1: Well, yeah, but life is like that. You know, that that's an example of, of what we all go through on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, you know, I tell you, I really wasn't, in the beginning, I wasn't very interested in the story of the miners in Chile, and I think it's because it's in Chile. And right. it's just really too far away for me to be involved in. I, I don't mean that I don't care about my fellow man. Right. Don't mean that at all but but
1: it's not happening in your you know at your back door.
0: Yeah and not, not every story is going to grab me and frankly very few stories do grab me because it's all you know some guy kills his neighbor you know and you, you, you and know what, what, what I mean when, when yeah, I exactly. say I don't care if he killed his neighbor. I don't care. I don't care how grief-stricken the neighbor's family is. I don't care about any of that. I don't I don't know these people. You know, in the same way that if if the neighbor uh, w- was the grand winner on The Price Is Right and got <laughs> and got the new car, you know, I don't care. I don't <laughs> well, care. when they
1: drive the new car into your mailbox, you might. <laughs> so
0: I, I really am having a hard time, as I said here, a hard time thinking about what news I, I really am interested in. I I really feel unaffected by by those things, and I guess that's because. My life is pretty full and oh. I don't I don't have emotions left over for people I don't even know. So in I, other words, I, you I don't think I said that the way I meant to say it too.
1: I understand. Well, I understand that. I think it, it just it, what makes a difference here with the story in Chile instead of, you know, the blood gut and gore and the death and uh, destruction that we hear on our local news and our uh, on our national news on a daily basis is uh, this story I think because of the number of minors, and I think because of they they, they put a human interest twist on it, and that made it um, that made it linger, and it made people watch. Did they are they going to get out? Is that one guy going to get out and get to see his you know two kids who were you know they, they just they they made it into more of a um, compassionate piece. As opposed to what I'm talking about is oh uh, on highway 90 today uh, a a body was found it looks like they were stabbed to death and uh, you know blah 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 and then the next story uh, in Long's a shooting occurred and the neighbor you know just one thing after another death 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 destruction you know horror horrible stuff but in this case they were alive there was hope you got to know the families a little bit uh, when they came out it was you know it, it was a wonderful thing so this this turned from a human interest story into a good story
0: well i'll tell you See the, what i'm saying it yeah it's
1: really heavy today yeah oh.
0: yeah. you know the, the, the kind of thing that i can't stand and the the local news stations are eaten up with this kind of just junk news yeah it is just pure junk here in myrtle beach You know, they have, you know, a camera by the road showing all of the uh, tourists coming into town for the weekend. That's the truth. And they're saying, you know, a lot of, you know, tourists are coming into town for the weekend. Well, no shit.
3: You know, we live
0: in a resort town. And then they'll interview a tourist on the beach <laughs> and they'll say well you know we've been coming here for 10 years and I don't understand it I don't yeah, understand that, 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 and I, I will I will not watch I mean you can tell that I have watched the local news but it's one of those things that I watch just to get ammunition I detest local news it's not just our local news stations anywhere you go they're all the same
1: I agree I'm, I'm in Greensboro and you're absolutely right I watch it here and they have they have their local news uh, they they preempt the Today show and they have local news all morning and it's the same thing over and over. But you know, you watch CNN, and it's the same thing over and over too. But you know, I think we've made our point in regard to that. Uh, don't I need you? to make
0: one more point. The okay, the local ahead. the local news people, no matter where you go, are you compare them with the national news people, local news people are funny looking and in that group of funny looking <laughs> people the, the the ones that the ones that will frighten you the most are the weather the weathermen.
4: <laughs> yeah, that is there.
0: that is a strange group. I don't want to be around those guys.
1: Well, they might you know have a lightning strike on you, you And I hope know. I hope
0: they're all listening and, and their feelings are hurt because uh <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, we're finished with that topic, I think.
1: No, that's okay. that's you know, I brought it up. I just wanted you know, I would just like to see a little uh, a little more happiness in our news and that's just about all I have to say about that. Okay, Scott, you know, I, we're a little bit old for this, but I have to tell you this. Since I haven't seen you in a few weeks, um, I thought it was a spider bite uh, on my forehead. you know where that little bone is on your forehead that kind of juts out a little bit? I
0: don't you know. know. We my all whole have forehead's it. a bone, isn't it?
1: Okay, well, I know that, but, you know, it's not right over your eyebrows, but then there's a little bone that juts out, like right at your your head bone. I'm feeling for it. The no.
0: Okay, there's okay, some bone up doing? there. I don't know where it is. I don't think I have one.
1: Okay, well, just pretend you do, because I have one, and I just assumed everyone else did. But it's not, yeah, I've seen most people having a little bone there, but the point is this.
0: No, my forehead I'm, feels like cookie dough.
1: Okay, well that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's, we gotta have you checked. But I, you know, like I said, I'm too old for this. But I, and I, and I thought it was a spider bite, but I think I have a pimple. I think I have a, a full-fledged zit right there on my forehead, and so you know, whatever you call them, I don't know, zits, pimples. I never had them when I was younger, thank goodness. But I have one, and and it's really big, and it's really like swollen. And so, you know what I did? <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, I love Dr. Oz and the doctors and all these shows on TV where they tell you, you know, how you can um, take five years off your life, what you can eat and how you can, you know, whatever. So I was watching one of these one day and they said that you can take toothpaste and put it on a zit and it dries it up and it, um, and it makes it, you know, eventually go away. Now, this can't be flavored toothpaste. Well, eventually toothpaste.
0: it'll go away anyway, so I'm not sure whether the toothpaste has anything to do with it or somebody's just making a fool out of you.
1: Well, I don't know, but I've been walking around for two days with a slab of toothpaste on my forehead, so it seems to be working. <laughs> I mean, people have been looking at me a little strange, but I don't care. I mean, you have, use, you have to use the white, not the whitening kind, and not the colored, not the flavored kind. You have to use just white toothpaste, plain toothpaste, and you put a dab on the zit and it dries it up it's working for me it's definitely working but it's just funny i just thought you you could visualize you know i'm a very visual person so um, you can probably visualize me walking around with a big dab of toothpaste on my forehead at that knot that okay anyway
0: listen i'm i'm happy to demystify this for you and for everybody else because i could tell you exactly how you how you get rid of um a blemish quickly
1: a blemish. That's putting it very uh, politely. How?
0: Yeah. Um, and this is this is what this is what my dad taught me as a youngster. <laughs> you, um, it, it's just it, it's add salts. So you get you know like a big. I use a big mixing bowl, big yellow. I mean, big uh, uh, aluminum mixing bowl, and just put a little hot water right out of the tap in there. Uh-huh. and some Epsom salt, you know, generous amount, swirl it yes. around enough to get some of the salt melted and then just put the affected area uh, <laughs> into into the water and then don't dry off.
1: Are you, you kind know, of asking just, me to shove my head in a bowl of water? Well,
0: I'm, ta- I'm telling you, this is the ticket. It really <laughs> is. I mean, you can oh, fool around now. with that toothpaste, but... You know, if you got one on your chin or something like that, just put your chin. You don't need to leave it in there. Just put your chin in there for just a second. (laughs) Then take your chin out and you can, you know, dab the water off underneath your chin, but don't touch the area. Let it dry right on there. Really? And I'm telling you, that's a miracle worker right there. You can, if you have, you know, something like that coming on on okay. a Friday morning and you want to be rid of it by Saturday evening, you can do mm-hmm. it with Epsom salt. You just you know, do that and let it dry and then a few hours later do it again and do it again.
1: Well, you can't do that all day long. At least you can carry a tube of toothpaste with you in your pocketbook and you know, dab it on there every few hours.
0: You, you, you know, you know, you don't have to do it. I offer oh, I you salvation and you well, complain. If,
1: if I put my forehead um, in... A, so
0: you I'm... can walk around with your face covered up with zits if you want. You know, I'm trying to help you about it, and you're telling me that it's inconvenient to do this. It is. It's not inconvenient to put toothpaste on your face, but it's inconvenient to do this. You know what I call that? I call it just being contrary.
1: <laughs> but, Scott, you know as well as I do, if I stick my head in a bowl of water with anything in it, I'm going to drown.
0: Yeah, you'd get the bowl stuck on your head and yeah. look like Winnie the Pooh. Yes, um, I would. Didn't he get the pot stuck on his head? Yes, he did. I think he did, Yeah. Yeah, you, it, it'd be a different experience for you, but but for most of us, for you, for the rest of the listeners there, I think they can handle it.
1: Well, I'm going to stick to the toothpaste. I appreciate the um, I appreciate that advice, but I think it's safer for me, and you know, for all considered, uh, if you want me back there next week, I better just stick with the toothpaste and not try the face in the water thing. But thank you, I appreciate that very much. You know, yeah, we all sure. have our little home remedies our home remedies you know and i find that baking soda is a great thing you said epsom salt baking soda is a wonderful thing it does so many things it takes stains out of the carpet and i have you know i have animals and whatnot and and a teenager so i end up with quite a few stains on the carpet and i just um put a little baking soda in there scrub it in vacuum it up it's gone um, it is gone. Okay, let's move on. That
0: was a fascinating topic there. I know. We'll I thought you We'll probably need to expand on that in the second half of the show.
1: No, no, I don't think we do. I think that's all we need to and say about the 2 And I can bring my vacuum head. cleaner
0: in here, and we'll talk about that for a while.
1: <laughs> well, you know, Consumer Reports says that the best vacuum to buy... No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> you can, you
0: I was buy Eureka, because that was the kind my mother had, and it had that little light on it.
1: I didn't when really mean to talk about vacuum cleaners.
0: Um, well, Dustin is telling us we must take a break.
1: Oh, I hate that.
0: Dustin's in there on that guitar again. So okay. we'll be right back with more of the Scott and Donna Show. Stick around. This is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio.
2: Are you hungry and looking for something delicious and healthy, convenient, quick, and value-packed? Check out our favorite Jimmy Sabachi. Everything is sizzling and cooked precisely to order, and they use only the freshest ingredients, including sterling silver premium meats. Try their five-dollar daily lunch chicken plate with fried rice and veggies, or check out their Korean beef lunch plate with sesame and soy and just a slight touch of sweetness. Mmm. For dinner, try their mouth-watering salmon, mahi mahi, scallops, or tender, juicy filet mignon. You can dine in or take out, and they even have a drive-up window. Jimmy's Hibachi delivers, too. Open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m., conveniently located in Myrtle Beach on the corner of Kings Highway and 62nd Avenue North. Call ahead with your order at 839-8008 and download their discount coupon on the hearwomentalk.com website. Scrumptious, fast, healthy, satisfying, and reasonably priced. You'll love Jimmy's Hibachi, 839-8008.
4: Hi folks, this is private investigator Vicki Childs, host of the Vicki Childs Show on Hear Women Talk Radio. How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all of your keystrokes? Or do you want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone. If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at abramsforensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at abramsforensics.com. That's abramsforensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on Hear Women Talk and use promo code A H- When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus
3: Broadcast Network, and hear women talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try, Carolina Safari Jeep Tours.
0: Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention, hear women talk, and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours.
3: See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife. Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina safari.
2: Safari Jeep tour hi my name is Jesse Jordan with further faster initiatives and you're listening to hear women talk radio
0: And that, my friends, was the flight of the bumblebee that I just played on the harmonica.
4: Beautiful, beautiful
0: job. Okay, we're back with the Scott and Donna show, and you were just listening to my newly purchased Bob Dylan signature series harmonica.
1: And I can't wait for you to actually learn how to play
0: it. I'm going to learn how to play it. My my niece uh, found a harmonica course, you know, the kind of thing you can just take yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, She took it and and loved it, and I'm going to do the same thing. It'd be neat to be able to. You know, play a little bit.
1: Absolutely. You know. Yes, because you're multi-talented, like me. We really are. We're multi. You know, I can hand bone. You know what hand boning is? <laughs> I am. Isn't a that where you
0: like slap your knee or something?
1: Oh yeah, you have to slap your knee and your chest, and actually, you know, create um, create rhythm. I'll have to show you. I'll do it in the studio. I'm not doing it now because it will take away from you know the beauty of it.
0: I'd rather you not do it at all. It's well, it's not an accepted part of music.
1: Okay, well, I guess mean, what? I haven't noticed harmonica, any of the Hambone, Hambone
0: bands on tour.
1: Hambone, Harmonica. Harmonica, Hambone. That's that's going to be the deal. It's a trade-off. Okay.
0: Okay. You know, when I was walking out of the uh, Bob Billing concert last night, I heard some guy behind me, uh, and he was observing to a friend. You know, I could tell he was a fellow who thought that he was in the know and had, had something important to say. And here's what he said. He said... Uh, you know, he's, he's he's written some good songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bob Bob Dylan, you know, who has who has been a legend for almost fifty years.
1: It's amazing.
0: You know, he gets up and eats his cereal in the morning as a legend. You know, he brushes his teeth and he's a legend while he's doing that. Why? You know, Just lives because- have been changed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this guy says know. he's written he's written some good songs you know how could he even bring himself how could he elevate himself above bob dylan to say he's written some good songs i wonder if he would have said that to bob dylan yeah oh, you've written some good songs yeah. it was amazing to me and it's it it's, it's that that really is why <laughs> moments like that because you never know when they're going to happen that's why i always make sure to carry a knife a knife. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't see any other way for me to react. I mean, I needed to get to my car and and get back to the hotel, but I went ahead and got my knife out and plunged it in up to the handle um, in his chest, you know, about four times, just just because I thought he needed to stop and think about what he had just said.
1: That's why I have the restraining order against you. <laughs> because you so, have a violent you have violent tendencies. It's it's disconcerting.
0: So, ho- hopefully Now that he's thought about it.
1: Yes, I'm sure he has. I'm sure he's thought about it, you know, since the concert.
0: Yeah.
1: Not, listen. Let's move on from
0: Bob Dylan. Breathing through a tube. You have a chance to think it over.
1: No, I have to tell you, Bob Dylan has never, ever, ever appealed to me. I'm so sorry. I know you love him, but I don't like him. So I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry to hurt your feelings, but I don't. I, I could just never stand it, honestly. But, you know, that's what makes us individuals, and that's what makes us interesting. We all have our different well, likes and dislikes. Before
0: the show is over, I may, I may read you my favorite verse from Ballad of a Thin Man.
1: Okay, that'd be fine. I'm not
0: sure if I'm going to do that. But.
1: Okay, well, l- let, me, let me ask you this. This is something that is a topic that's very timely and something that concerns me, and that is people who text and drive. Do you text while you drive?
0: I do, but I'm I'm cutting it out. I mean that that is it is kind of a serious topic, you know. I don't I don't want to goof around on that one too much. I'm I I cut it out because I mean after after killing seventeen pedestrians. No, I mean really. I have had like probably most people have. I have had some of the scariest near misses just texting. I believe it. And it's not because I'm. It's not even because I'm texting at the worst possible moment. Like, you know, I've been texting, you know, on the super highways going through Atlanta. And that's a that's a bad time to text, but it's I, also a bad so. time to text when you're on the road alone. You know, you
1: Anytime. you'll end
0: up running over a child or something like that. I
1: well, know, so it's really got you.
0: me scared. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't mean to take take no. that one over. Go right ahead. No,
1: that's okay because I did ask you, do you do it? And, uh, and I, have, I have done it a few times, and I refuse to do it now because each time that I have picked up my phone to try to do it, I find myself veering off into another lane. And uh, and that's just it's just not worth it. Uh, there's nothing that I have to say immediately that can't wait until I get to where I'm going. I've I've almost gotten to the point where I don't even like to use the phone while I'm driving because it is just so scary. But if you wouldn't mind, listen to this for a minute. This is something that um, some statistics that I pulled, and it's from the transportation department's distracted driving summit. There is such a thing, and it was in September, and they said. Texting while driving can be more dangerous than driving while swigging Jack Daniels. In, in, this, uh, in a 2009 survey, okay, Car and That's Driver. a
0: meaningless comment. We'll come back to that in a second.
1: Okay. Now, in a 2009 survey, this is in addition to the one in September, uh, Car and Driver magazine tested two of its staffers under a variety of conditions. It found that on average, driving at 70 miles per hour... One man breaking suddenly while legally drunk traveled four feet beyond his baseline performance.
0: But I I don't get that. Say that again.
1: Okay. In other words, when he when he stopped. This man who was traveling 70 and legally drunk, when he stopped, uh, or tried to stop, he only um, he only went four feet further than where he meant to stop.
0: Oh, okay. So do you mean that when he stopped and he wasn't texting and he wasn't drinking, he stopped at a certain point, and then when he was drinking, he stopped four feet beyond that point. He Correct. went back and did it again while he was drinking or drunk right. or whatever. Okay, I okay. got gotcha. you.
1: Now, now reading an email and driving sober this is you know this is a um, a comparison while reading an email and driving sober the same man traveled 36 feet beyond where he was supposed to stop mhm that's reading an email while texting he traveled 70 feet
0: i guess the thing that be meaningful is um, whether there's anybody standing in front of his car
1: well what about if he's if he's trying to stop and he can't, and he's veering off the side of the road, and he hits a telephone pole, or he hits a parked car on you know on the side of the road, uh, uh, there's so many things that could happen. And the point is, you just you know you know you're so distracted while you're reading an email, and you're looking down for so long, and you you try to break, and you, you don't you don't break soon enough, or you, it's just a, it's just a bad
3: it's a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I mean he could he could not break. You know, while he's passing uh, a gunpowder factory, and he finds himself, you know, going going right through the service entrance, um, right through the gunpowder, and he's now he's got gunpowder all over his car, and he's still texting, and he and keeps he going, and then he, you know, they they'll have the uh, the the uh, striking match factory uh, right beside that, and he goes right over there, and. Uh, his car explodes that happens all the time
1: yeah well Scott come on now my point in do- and my point in this is I-, I would like to see a law uh, a law banning texting while driving well there
0: is one it's just not in our state
1: yes there but are states that do have it you're right yeah. but the states that have it listen to this I'm glad you mentioned that penalties for doing that are ridiculous here's an example a first offense is merely twenty dollars. The fine is twenty dollars in California, and fifty dollars for subsequent violations. By contrast, a first DUI conviction in the state carries a jail sentence of four days to six months, and a fine as high as a thousand dollars. Now, they just said in the study that texting while driving um, is more dangerous than drinking while driving but the fines for texting while driving currently are um, significantly lower than if you're drinking and driving.
0: Okay, well, I, I have a thought on that. Um, I mean, the, maybe the fine should be higher. It should be higher. I mean, if, you really want, if it's really going to be a deterrent. Well, I, I tell you, I don't know. Sometimes I, I lose touch with what money, what a given amount of money means to a given person, but, you know, $20 can be... Um, a great deal of money and can throw a person completely off their monthly budget. So $20 can be a significant fine to a whole lot of people and they don't want to do that again the next month. And the other thing, I think there's a difference between those two infractions um, because you don't see anybody... um, (laughs) Okay, I, I can see this might turn out to be funny and I'm not trying to make it that way, but you don't see a friend you know taking another friend's keys because he feels that he's going to text while he's driving <laughs> you know?
1: that's true that's a good point
0: so it's it's the it's the it's the um recklessness in even getting into a car when you're when you're drunk that makes that far worse you know the, i don't care i'm going to drive anyway i don't care about other people's safety you know you're not really saying that but you know it's 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 more of a premeditated thing and so i can see how the the penalty would be um, much greater because of the required um, or you know general premeditation in that. I think we need to take a break right now. Is that right, Dustin? Okay, let's let's do that and we'll come right back. Gosh, it's we're on the final segment, but come right back with the Scott and Don
3: Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio and the Zeus Radio Network.
1: Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843 3 2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com
4: for advance tickets. And the Myrtle Beach Ghost
3: Walk. Hi, this is Deb Coletti and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent and uh, no, no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation.
2: Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti. Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network. That's galore visit our store at 4822 highway 17 at barefoot landing we have the largest source of hats in the greater grand strand area tilly stetson indiana jones wallaroo top hats mad hatter derbies felts fedoras cowboy golfer driver life is good we carry a large selection of women's fashion hats as well as red hat society hats we also have an assortment of umbrellas canes and walking sticks hats galore located at barefoot landing in North Myrtle Beach. We are the best source for hats in the Grand Strand area. Hats galore at barefoot.com Hi, this is John Banks
0: with the Zeus Radio Network and Hear Women Talk. Come join me on Mondays from 2 to 3 p.m. with Bringing Man Out of the Cave. We're going to try to take an interesting look at the male-female dynamic as I try to give you answers as to why men do what they do. Come join me on Monday. Hi, this
3: is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network.
0: Welcome back to the Scott and Donna Show. Now, I am happy because during the break, I, I got Donna to, to allow me Great. to play a couple seconds of Bob Dylan's Ballad of a Thin Man. I'm not going to play the whole song. Just play a little Dustin. Cue it.
2: into the room with your pencil in your hand you see somebody naked in you you say who is that
0: okay that's the start of ballad of a thin man but Donna my favorite verse of that because these words throughout the song are so mysterious and that's bob dylan mystery poetry all those things so I'm gonna read this one verse because it's it's among my favorites.
1: Well if uh, it means that much to you then I'd like you to read it, please.
0: Yeah, it, it I don't know what it actually means, but it does mean a lot to me. You raise up your head and you ask, Is this where it is? And somebody points to you and says, It is. And you say, What's mine? And somebody else says, Where well, what is? And you say, Oh my god, am I here all alone? You know, who knows what it means? But it, at least I don't know what it means. But you know, that's what I like. Okay. It's so mysterious and I'm drawn to that. I'm drawn I think a lot of us are drawn to things we don't completely understand. There's something there's something that attracts us. So anyway, I won't keep talking about Bob Dylan, but I could. I I love him and um
1: <sighs>
0: Go ahead, okay. go ahead, Don. Well, I know you I'd got other appreciate things it you if, want to talk
1: If you don't keep talking about it. (laughs) But Scott, what was that? The Ballad of the Thin Man? Mm -hmm. That was the name of it?
0: That's the name of the song.
1: Okay. Well, speaking of thin people, uh, did you know that South Carolina is the sixth fattest state in the nation?
0: Another fine, fine, well crafted segue.
1: Oh, thank you. (coughs) Thank you indeed. Yes, you can. That, that's where While my... we're talking
0: about a thin man. Let's talk about how fat everybody else is. Yes. Okay, That's it was better than the other one. I'll give you well, that. I thought,
1: I thought you'd like that. You know, Segway, you know, okay. that's that's my middle name. So,
0: how fat are you? Is that what you want to talk about? Not me. Oh, shit. I'm sorry.
1: Not me. But you know, I keep, if I keep eating like I have been, you know, I'm going to have to go buy new clothes. But that's not the point. 30, 30%. The obesity.
0: uh, You're big on these statistics.
1: Well, today I'm just kind of yeah. I've been kind of getting into this because I just think it's amazing that six states in our nation have higher than 30 percent obesity rate, and South Carolina is number six. So Oklahoma, Tennessee, West Virginia, Alabama, and Mississippi are the only states that have a higher obesity rate than our state of South Carolina. So, I just find that to be, you know, incredible. Plus, 66% of the U.S. population is overweight. 66%. Now, compare that to to between 1960 and 1980 there were only 15%.
0: Donna, give the listeners a chance to write down all this information.
1: <laughs> I think you should because you know obesity leads to heart disease and diabetes and other health problems and I think it's a con- it's a major concern of mine.
0: Well, I think we're doing a lot about o- obesity just because most of those people are dying off. <laughs> Scott. Oh, God, and pretty, so, pretty soon it will just be a, a you know the thin people left.
1: Well, you know what? I have an idea about that uh, because I looked up.
0: <laughs> oh gosh, another statistic. I Why don't know. we get a statistic on, on how many dates fat people get as opposed to slender people, or is that just mean?
1: I think that's just mean. Okay. but if you want to look into so that, so you meant go ahead. that
0: more of this as a positive social commentary that everybody should strive to lose a little bit of weight and become healthier in general.
1: And exercise and eating better. But you know what? One of our uh, our major downfalls, obviously, in our nation is fast food.
0: It seems fast to me that restaurant. there might be about six fast food restaurants that actually serve healthy food. Do you know that?
1: Yes, I do, actually. Would you <laughs> like me to tell you which ones? <laughs>
0: Yeah, please. What a surprise! The,
1: the sad thing is, we don't have any of them in Myrtle Beach, oh. but there there are some here in uh, in Greensboro. Yeah, where I guess I if, right if we want
0: fast food in Myrtle Beach, it doesn't make sense to drive out of town to get it. That kind of no. defeats the fast part. Right. That
1: kind of makes you want to just make a salad at home. Yeah. Which is a good thing.
0: Make a salad at home. Yeah, that's what I do.
1: Yes. Well, you know, okay. Let me give you the list. Panera Bread. Is, uh, these are the five uh, oh god that one is a fantastic
0: restaurant I've been there
1: oh I love it There's, I went there for breakfast this morning okay,
0: don't get all excited go to the next
1: great. one great I'm <laughs> going to go get some soup after, after we get off the air Jason's Deli okay. Jason's Deli Au Bon pan? is that how you say it P-A-I-N I know this is French and I'm not a French um, master but
0: what are you saying th- A Bon pan? is that what you said
1: yeah it's A-U B-O-N P-A-I-N I have no idea. I don't. I don't have any idea either. But uh, I'll, we'll just go with Aubon Palm, and they serve the small plates and apples and blue cheese and cranberries and all these wonderful things. Noodles and Company. Never heard of that. They is that, is that that
0: e-noodle thing? E-noodle. I, don't, I didn't just say, Okay, go ahead.
1: It Didn't say e-noodle. It just said noodles and company. Okay. And then, last but certainly not least, is Corner Bakery Cafe. And they serve all, all types of healthy things. Now we don't have any of these in our area where we live. But for people who do have these restaurants, I mean, it's a great alternative to fast food restaurants where they they are concerned about portion control and they uh, you know they serve organic foods and whole wheats and you know very. They're concerned very
0: about portion control. You mean they're only well, going to give you so much?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you know as well as I do. When you go into a restaurant, they usually serve you way too much food.
0: Well, I mean, if I go in there, they're they're going to ration my, my damn cranberries in that one place. They might. And you yeah. know, turn me away, sir. You've had enough.
1: They might, unless you go into an all-you-can-eat. I mean, I could be falling
0: down drunk, but they're going to they're going to stop me on the cranberries.
1: <laughs> they don't serve alcohol in that place.
0: That is a responsible uh, franchise there.
1: I'm telling you, I'm very impressed, and I, like I said, banana, Panera Bread, I always say banana bread, that's uh, something I love, but Panera Bread is something that I would love to see that in Myrtle Beach, but there there are, uh, I started to say it again, banana bread stores here in Greensboro, and uh, I, I like it, I like those very much, I feel healthier, you know, when I try to eat, eat better.
0: Yeah, yeah, when I hit fast food, um... I mean, the only one that's relatively healthy is uh, you know, Subway or one of those. I get something there. Yes. But do, yes. do you want to malign any any change while you're praising those six that we don't have? You, any you want to criticize?
1: No, no. I just want to say that one in five of us are obese, and I would just like to see people eat healthier and exercise and, and you know try to beat heart disease and diabetes and all the other health problems that can come from obesity. And I just think that we need to, you know, Try to be a healthier society.
0: Hey, we are down to two minutes on our show, Donna.
1: Oh, I hate that! You're kidding. No,
0: I'm not kidding. How would you like to spend them?
1: Well, I would like to spend them by um, Talking telling about you that
0: me I'm praising still, me,
1: listing all trying, my good points, I'm tra- telling still people tra- how good looking I am. Yes, let's do that. Come I, don't I am. have to. I don't have to. You just did. Hmm. I would like to tell you that I'm still trying to talk Trey into the um, football britches for Halloween. So, I'm, I'm looking for. I'm looking for. Okay, I'm pants. just going to tell
0: you, get football off the football breeches.
1: Why? Well, if, if I, can't I knew help you were going to
0: say that, I wouldn't have given you the opportunity to spend these two minutes.
1: Well, I'm looking at the football every weekend. I can't help it. Okay. I just can't help it. So I like them. That's one of the. That's one of the best things about football season. If you ask me. I guess a he
0: puts those football breeches on, as you call them. You'll be dragging yourself across the carpet like a cat in heat.
1: No, no. I told you I would be either the cheerleader or the center. I'll play. I'll play a position too. I'll get some. Hey, if it'll make him feel better, I'll wear some too. <laughs> I will definitely wear some. Oh, and I want to tell you this great story. This is funny. This is how I'd like to end, if you don't mind. Um, my brother, uh, my brother and sister-in-law live in Easley, South Carolina, and my nephew is seven years old, and he's playing little league, and he is so funny. This is his first year playing. And um, his first night on the field, he had the helmet on and the pads and everything. And he ran over to the sidelines and looked at my brother and he said, Daddy, I don't like this helmet. It's too tight on my head. And these pads are are uncomfortable. I I don't like this. And my brother's like, get back out there and play ball, son. So he did. He went back out to play ball, and then they came. It came time for them to have a refreshment. So you know how they take the water bottle and they just squirt it into the little helmets. Yeah. Okay, they did that with my nephew, and my nephew wouldn't have any part of it. So he ran back over to the sunlit to my dad. I mean to my um to my brother, and he said, "Dad, I don't like that water. I want the Sobe water. They drink the bottled Sobe water." And so my nephews on the sideline, um, uh, uh, telling my brother that he wants uh, the Sobe water instead of the water that the other kids are drinking, and then he seemed very distracted and didn't want to play because he didn't like all those things. But by the time he got out there and actually got to hit somebody, you know, run into a kid and knock him down, then he decided he liked football. Sobe water didn't matter. The helmet didn't matter at that point. He got to actually ram into somebody and knock them down. Now he's like their star player.
0: I thought for sure the story was going to end with him throwing up because he drank too much water. but
1: <laughs> okay. No, it's just funny that you know, that he's like, I don't want to drink that water. I want my Sobe water, my Sobe flavored water. And he did, the el- helmet's too tight. It's hurting my head.
0: Yeah, and but there's nothing as satisfying as breaking somebody else's bones.
1: We see, my father played football, and he was drafted to play pro ball.
0: So uh, Don, my, my little Donna, nephew's
1: kind of, I'm what? He- you
0: hear the music there?
1: No, I can't hear the music. We're out. Well, doggone it. Well, I'll pick up on that next week because I know that was so interesting that, you know, you want to hear more about that. Oh, yeah. But I- I've enjoyed this, and I do thank, uh, I thank you, Scott, and I thank the listeners for joining us today and hope that they come back next Friday at 1 p.m. for the Scott and Donna Show on hearwomentalk.com.